We often think when we're selling something, we're selling something and we're making paid for that. Now, you guys are given an experience and you're going to grow a brand in a huge way by doing things that are kind of old fashioned. Mm -hmm. Figure out who's buying your product and serve them and find more of them. That's the easiest way to get more sales to start with. You know, it's it's funny because I I think a lot of times you may find that you, you think you know who your audience is and, and it ends up being somebody completely different. It's what makes Anson Bell different than the other Bell or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you're mm -hmm. doing things that are different that is pretty cool. Yeah, my journey began in 2000 eight or so um and it was archaic there was really you know shopify looking back i think shopify actually was getting going but it, it, it was unheard of and and you know when we were looking for ways to start a website to to you know create the cart um i think it was create called light like commerce it. maybe does that mm -hmm. sound familiar that's to before me okay so this was like yeah. but it was a way to build a cart and then have the the shop on i don't even know if it was like a wordpress or, or what but it was you know some kind of you know uh, it was very archaic uh and and not as easy as shopify today so starting a brand and, and building businesses yeah is it's a piece of cake to start it now you know as far as just out of the box shopify you know <laughs> templates and things like that make it a lot easier yeah it's amazing how much it changes in the last 10 years oh and the because eight, even the last five i mean yeah. Yeah, now anybody can literally for twenty nine bucks or nineteen bucks mainstream turn on a store. It doesn't mean it's going to convert no nope, sales. Absolutely, but no. sure. Like you can actually have a working cart and inventory and and. Uh, did you have to have yeah, a lot of custom coding back then when you started your site? Like, or did you, how did you integrate it? No, I mean, you know, we started with you know three straps and two buckles. You wow. know, so um, Were you like now, using PayPal or something like how like. Yeah, so uh, we definitely, yep, it was PayPal. Um, and I think it was actually maybe even just PayPal back then. I mean, it wasn't even, I think that was the payment processor that we used yeah. was PayPal for everything. Um, but yeah, it definitely, it so was. So when you, just curiosity, when you had three straps and two buckles, did you do the, show a strap on every buckle? Yeah, I mean, so we, we had, yep, so we had our kind of, you know, the, the, the those six, kind of possibilities as complete belts and then we sold the box set and that was my dad's idea i mean that was kind of one of the best you know things that we ever did uh yeah, and, and every sure. single one of our competitors and and y'all know if you're listening that this is true that, that you guys wanted to start selling box sets after you saw that we were and and it really it makes the most sense you bundle and and you can you know you can save a little bit and it's a you know 20 percent value yeah so and the offer. combination difference really makes it um gives you variety with your wardrobe absolutely you know three straps two buckles you can mix and match and, and actually for the, for those watching at home i uh i have one of our box sets here and uh and this is this is kind of the the packaging that the box set has involved uh, into but it definitely was not was not like this in the beginning uh used you know used to use uline you know boxes and, and tissue and and the wax stamp you know as i, I mentioned on the other episode so and, and obviously you don't start out with the price that you get now because you guys buy a huge volume, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that would be a good thing to talk about is the pricing of actually getting something custom. And yep. at what point do you do that? You know, I think in the beginning, you definitely, you use what resources you, you have. And, and there's so many ways to make, you know, generic packaging your own. And, and whether it's like with the, even with a stamp of just a rubber stamp in your brand or, you know, some way to put your brand name on there. Um, and then I think as, as you, you get some money that you want to put into, you know, and invest into the packaging, you know, start researching, you know, and when you're buying larger numbers and larger quantities so that, you know, because the packaging company really isn't going to talk to you unless you're, you know, ordering thousands, you know, of, of those boxes. Pretty, you can get your name printed on it and it's still brown 
fairly inexpensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nowadays. absolutely. There's a lot of yeah, yeah. The sticker mule and those kind of yeah. things. Can you know, whether it's a poly bag, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, printed with your your logo and stuff. So you know, that's that's really where How I would start. How important do you think you that know? is? How important do you think that? I is? I think it's important. I think, um, and I know that we're going to talk about it in a later episode. Yeah. But the presentation matters. People are never ever going to get another first impression, and when they get, I, I know I've ordered some really high quality supplements. And they come in a box, yeah. And then they shipped it in a poly bag, and the boxes when they cut the thing open, they're smashed. And it's like, mm. if, no matter yeah. how nice that box was when you got it, yeah. Um, when it yeah, was, I don't understand they, shipping shipped it. cardboard boxes in poly bags. That's yeah, something and, that it, we'll, and it gets smashed that and we it, won't it do. Just it was yeah. like I, in mentally, it didn't make sense, but it felt like it was an inferior product. It's like yeah. I just didn't think of right it as the, the bad, right high the quality bad, of the supplement it. that it was, and I quit buying it. Yep. I and if it had been in the opposite, if it had been in a cardboard box in the presentation, maybe some some tissue or some yep some kind of filler in there with a nice box, it would have cool. yeah. So like part of the basics, uh, you know, with the e-commerce brands and stuff, like for you when you started the brand or, or other people you work with, like setting that target audience and find out who that is and who you're really trying to reach and communicate to. Uh, what helped you kind of go along the lines and get there for that? or with anybody any of the experiences in the room you know it's it's funny because i i think a lot of times you may find that you you think you know who your audience is and and it ends up being somebody completely different um you know and and with us you know i always uh you know i was younger so i kind of was trying to go after you know a younger demographic but it, it really you know our product resonated with you know a little bit older of a demographic and you know people in their their 50s or, or 60s that had you know used a, a belt their whole life and been completely fed up with it <laughs> and they said yeah. you know they've been having trouble longer than anybody so um you know and they had expendable you know income and and you know were able to to make that purchase so we really saw that our customer kind of evolved over time matt yeah, have you dealt I, with people like that that changed yeah as well? for sure i was gonna say this could be one of those brandisms let them vote with their wallet <laughs> stop like thinking that you know who your customer is or you know better than the people who are spending money with you. Mm-hmm. Figure out who's buying your product and serve them and find more of them. That's the easiest way to get more sales to start with. How long do you think that takes sometimes for people that uh, say there's someone out there has a, a e-commerce site they've started and maybe it's a t-shirt company or shirt, swimwear, whatever it is. How long, how long does it take for the audience to really, how long can you be in denial about that? You know, I know it could be indefinitely, but at uh, what point do you start making some decisions on this after, isn't my after audience? After a hundred sales, if, I mean, you have time when you're small to look at your data and to be conscious about what you're spending money on, what you're doing. So that first hundred sales, you should call every one of those customers. I know. Like, why not? Like, the moment you call them and have a conversation, you all of a sudden uh, have no longer had to make any assumptions. You actually know, you know oh. and, and they know who you are. And, and you know, that's something that I, I, I didn't do um, as far as calling each one. And, and you've mentioned, you know, that's a huge tip, uh, you know, that, yeah, call um, each one at the first, that, uh, first hundred sales, call that, everyone, yeah. you know, that, that does that. And that's incredible. And yeah, building so that relationship is, is so strong. I will tell you um, the brand that I just um, bought into. Uh, he has called every one of his online customers for 13 years. That's amazing. Um, he doesn't sell a lot online. He sells mostly in retail. <laughs> but I mean, still, uh, you know, several hundred thousand dollars a year worth of sales. Every one of those customers has got a call from. Doesn't matter if he's in Greece or if he's here in the, in the States. He calls them, talks to them, and I watch him do it. Like I've been at a couple of clothing shows with them in every every sale. 
So, so, so and he says, "I just want to thank you for your purchase. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Michael." Of, you yeah, know, but my, they call yeah. him back too. He leaves a yeah, message. That's uh, incredible. And, and says, "Hey, this is Michael. I'd love to that's chat with you for a minute." Incredible. And he doesn't tell him who he is. He doesn't say it's from Michael's. They call yeah, him yeah. back. He goes, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm the owner of Michael's. Yeah, and, yeah." And I oh just wanted gosh. to thank you for the purchase. And and I've watched them have 15 minute conversations with them, talk all about life and where they're going that's and what incredible. they're doing. Like you know that that person. Oh, the lifetime value of that customer. They're for, you know, they're yeah, they're Done. in forever. They'll yeah. they'll, they'll and never wear another And it's a premium brand. It's a, it's a more expensive, but like nobody does that anymore. Yeah, like, you, you you're taking real world like the way we used to shop by going to store to store and building relationships with salespeople or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and you're taking on online. And a lot of times you lose those touches. So yeah. like I always talk about in business, right? Touches like in and we're so like disconnected time, but a touch like that, like you said, that customer forever. Yeah, Absolutely. and so I'll just tell you what we're doing because we. We see the value in that, and him and I talked about it, and we're paying for somebody to do that as it grows beyond what he can do. That's amazing. That one person will call every single customer and just we'll say, "Do you hey, have any questions?" Michael's let busy. Us know if you need anything, but he wanted me to wow. let you know that That's he really appreciates awesome. that. I like that. I like starting out with that. Michael's <laughs> busy, but he wanted yeah, to let Mike, me know. Michael's he tied had up. And he's busy, but he wanted me to give you a call and let you know. And go through that process and so that is what wow. we're doing that that would you know and and i've heard of other you know businesses doing that i that's success dude it's gonna um, happen yeah with that big um thinking about is establishing who that audience is uh very early on in the brand of, of making it um how important is it do that early versus later you know thinking about uh once you get into the brand so even later within your current your current clientele and so forth and changing things how that can affect your business. Like the simple things can make you kind of disassociate uh, age demo and things of that. Like why do you think it's so important? I feel like you can make more risk early, right? You can make more risk and fine tuning that versus, and, and the risk reward is much lower versus man, I'm heavily invested in this thing. And, and, and now you start changing things up and you can really get rid of a, of an audience that's already there. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, and things can evolve over time as well, you know, and, so I think, you know, as long as you are listening to who your customer is and, and trying to, you know, figure out who, who that customer is and then, you know, evolving your your future, either future products or the way that you, you know, structure things or, or things like that. Um, it's important. With, yeah. yeah, and I'll, I'll give David credit for my stance on it now. Eight years ago when we met, I was like, man, we just want to make sales. Like, that's what's going to create a brand. Yeah, just yeah. make sales. Like, <laughs> that's what we got to do. Yeah. And now, like seeing how his brand has evolved over the last several years, when I saw Michael doing that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's it. It, it matters. It really matters because I've watched it for eight years mm-hmm. with David's brand. And so there's just no reason why I wouldn't want to do that. The other thing is, like you said, things are changing over time. And the only way that you're going to stay in touch, like our brain literally will make lots of assumptions. The only way you're going to stay in touch is by still having those touch points. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you still answer your phone. Yep. You Absolutely. still yeah, look I, at I customer do. service. Yeah. And so this is many, many years. You could certainly pay someone to do that. Absolutely. And you do, but you're still involved in that and still take yep. those calls and do yeah, that Yeah, I mean, stuff. it's, you know, for many years, my, my father did it up until like, you know, probably 
five years ago or so, you know, he was still answering the phone. And, um, and so he'd answer every call and he would answer it until, you know, 10 wow. o'clock at night. Yep. And, and I even, I tried that a couple of times where I would answer it at like 1130. And the problem is, is they would just kind of, Hey, yep. So I, I need, I have trouble with my buckle. I need it. And, and I was like, wait, do you realize I'm answering this at 1130 <laughs> 11 at night? Where are you right now? <laughs> yeah. So, like, are you in the, are you in predicament even, right now? Do you need to get that belt yeah, off? Is it 11 o'clock where you're at? Well, they What's didn't happening? even, you know, they didn't even kind of recognize <laughs> yeah. that like, Hey, this is anything special. But nah. so I, I kind of have to put limits on myself, sure. but you know, so eventually within, you know, our business hours is when I, you know, would answer it but myself or you know today myself or john um you know john b that that my best friend that's you know in the office and my right hand man is you know either him or i are answering the phone and i i often do it because you build those relationships and and as an online business you don't get the chance to speak with your customers very often and so if you get to speak with them you get to build a relationship i have customers that still call today that they're like oh i remember you know they spoke with my father so like they used Crazy. to call and speak with my dad and they would order from him and they would call some people just feel more comfortable you know giving you know for whatever reason <laughs> again, yeah, yeah. you know with giving your card you know that they, they don't want to enter it online but they'll give it to someone over the phone but um <laughs> you know so we still walk people through you know the ordering process and that kind of thing if they have any trouble and so answer questions and you know i always make sure to let them know that you know hey you know this is david let me know if you know i'm, I'm the owner let me know if you have any questions and, and they they love it. What, yeah. I, what so, I love about uh, sorry, I, I, yeah, I just want to say one thing really quick. What, for, I'll forget it if I don't. Um, like David said, uh, people still struggle with that. It's for us. We're all early adopters doing this for the last eight or ten years. We think everybody knows this. It's not true. Like before COVID, about ten percent of sales were done online. Yeah, it's amazing what even in the last three years, what the you know, the statistics. Yeah, during COVID, it went up to as much as thirty-three percent of things were purchased online, and That's now crazy. it's dropped back down to about twenty-seven. But still, like if you think about that, there's still seven out of ten in the market that are not buying their stuff it's, it's online. It's incredible. The, on the room average. for growth is, is so we're still in the it's exponential. We're still in the, just the, the babies, you know, ages of, of e-commerce. I mean, this thing is just so, getting So going. what I really, uh, one of the big takeaways from the conversation you guys just had that I think the, the, the viewer needs to recognize is the value you're giving this beyond a product. Like we often think when we're selling something, we're selling something and we're making paid for that. Now you guys are given an experience and you're going to grow a brand in a huge way by doing things that are kind of old fashioned, yeah. like in a digital well, that, world, it would be tagged old fashioned. We're yeah. calling, we're doing those things because those touch points with customers and customer base, no matter what you're doing in life is so valuable and to building a brand, to Absolutely. building something that's going to last. And as you continue those things and scale that business and continue those things, it's what makes Anson Bell different than the other belt or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you're mm -hmm. doing things that are different. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, platforms, right? So this whole thing. So you're in that process of, Hey, I'm going to go start selling things and stuff. Mm -hmm. Can we talk platforms? What you recommend, what you've been through? Maybe, yeah. you know, yeah, like, I mean, why not one, maybe the other, like, and what I, do you think? You know, I can speak to, to my experience as far as when we moved over from, like I said, that kind of archaic, you know, cart and, and, in carriage, so to speak, um, that you know, <laughs> that we that we used, um, and so then when we wanted to do a redesign, this is probably like 2013, I think, uh, is when we got on Shopify, which is super early for even you know new, Shopify. Right? Yeah, it I mean, it was new. pretty new, and and so 
a guy that we were working with to, to redo the logo uh, kind of again, um, which is ironic that the last two, <laughs> David guys, almost makes people that do like logos also live in dirt floors. Yeah, like, started. Like how old is David? Is he <laughs> Methuselah over here? Like how old is David? Cause yeah. he looks like he's, he looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just turned 40 uh, last week, actually, so if you're wondering. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, we used Shopify, and that was kind of like, wow, like, this is amazing. And it is evolving, you know, every every day. They just released, you know, a ton of new updates and the the data and analytics and, and then, you know, all those things. But that, you know, really, from everything I hear, that's... I mean, Matt could definitely speak to, uh, of the other platforms, but yeah. Shopify Yeah, because we've is, had to work on all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear this. this I, is, I'm, I'm all ears right now. Yeah, flat out, um, Shopify is the 800-pound gorilla. They've done it really well. <laughs> they did uh, what Apple did um, when they came out with the iPod and then had the App Store and let everybody That's create for the App Store. And then essentially what they did, the smartest part about it was they let other people create it found out what worked and then they created what didn't own. work and then yeah. they <laughs> integrated the that into their own system yep, yep. and that's exactly what shopify did i mean it's brilliant and because of that like um they've just like catapulted themselves way ahead of everyone else because we work on we do we do dev work for people that are on woocommerce yeah do dev work for people that are on big commerce we don't work on magento but uh yeah Shopify will handle everyone's needs now. There's every once in a while we see some custom situations where maybe big commerce. It, yeah. Well, um, if you're a, a multi, you know, million or billion dollar company and you have, you know, yeah. the incredible amount of SKUs and yeah. some of those Shopify things. Shopify's not there yet. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but I don't know that anyone listening is going to. Yeah. I, I would say 99 out of 100 yeah. could get on Shopify, be up and running, you know, in less than a week with all their bank accounts connected, all their product oh. images uploaded, et cetera, and ready uh, to go. So, so uh, with that in mind, it sounds like you know, Shopify is what you guys recommend in a big way. So someone Absolutely. that's been around yeah. for a hot minute, like trying to future-proof business, scale business, do things in a bigger way, uh, have you had any of those hot, hard conversations with someone on, say, WooCommerce or something like that? It's like, hey, guys, it's time to come over. And yeah, when do you make that jump? I'm sure you've, you've Yeah, we've, we've uh, migrated a lot of companies over. And it, the weird thing is we can we can migrate a WooCommerce site over to Shopify almost pixel for pixel, exactly identi- identical, um, and it'll still convert better. So, it, and the only reason why I think that that's happening is because it's what we call prototypical. And so if, if the person has to like think about what to do um, in, in the process of the website, those are areas where it's creating friction and they might leave. So out of those hundred visitors, like you can find where they're going through the process and all of a sudden it gets complicated and there's a huge drop off point. So everybody thinks like, oh, well my site's different or oh, my customers are different. Nope, your customers are still human just like all the other ones and we're basically herd animals. Like we all think like, oh, I make my own decisions. But how we act and behave and interact with things is very, very similar. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Anything else about basics? The basics, like the, the episode called the basics. Obviously you got to collect their money or else, um, you know, the whole point of this is, is to get the money and make a living. So I would say that, uh, that's, you're going to definitely want to offer like now shop pay is actually yep. as working far as the, really well. It a payment processor. You yep. know, it's kind of, you know, how do you connect your store? What kind of payment options do you offer your customers? Which I, I think is, 
an important topic and you don't want to offer too many you know that's something that um you know yeah. there, there's all of these options there's google pay there's apple why pay, is that why don't you want to give them more options it's literally called the paradox of choice yeah it's like yeah. oh okay i have a, i have x amount of cards in your wallet but how many do you use yeah. use one one yeah or two out of ten and so the goal is like you want things to be easy for them to not have to think about go oh, okay they accept paypal boom you know that like on on the e-commerce website it's about 30 percent of your revenue mm-hmm. so like, yep, that's having exactly. that there is a good idea and that's it, then that's, it's crazy how probably universal that almost it, is it is it's, it's like about 30 percent. but that's the funny thing is everybody thinks like oh well that's my site oh that's my site i get to look at hundreds of them and we get to compare <laughs> the data from hundreds of them and we can literally the reason why we can give optimization like best practices is because that's what you see across Everywhere. the gamut of everything. So another part of that is, and that's kind of recently come about, is like a quad payment solution. You know, so and that's something that that we implemented in the last year and a half or so. Um, ones like you know Klarna is one that we use, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're not a paid sponsor. Although if you're listening, Klarna, yeah, we yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we're open. Yeah. Um, but you know, so you know, we use that as, as an option for people that you know they they down. don't have it you know at the moment but they want to break it up over you know four or five weeks and and you know that gives them the option to do that and so. I, i'll tell you um early on i again i made an assumption because i'm not the customer and said why would someone do, do that? that on a 50 dollar well usually it's the hundred dollars so like yeah and, right. and well, you yours can set is. it and you can set it so that it doesn't offer it at like a certain price point you know so you can say okay i want to offer it on the hundred dollar box set right but above. not the 50 dollar you know complete belt right but we have sites that have an average order value between 50 and 60 bucks and people still and do it's it. boosted conversions significantly yeah so there is still people in your market that want your product that don't want to pay for it all right now or mm-hmm. are willing to pay for it over four payments mm. and it doesn't cost you as a store owner it's a little bit more so there's a little bit higher percentage it's kind of like with uh like a business card or a it's rewards card you pay a little bit more you still take yeah. the sale yeah no it's definitely it's worth taking you get the paid sale. up front or as they pay so you get paid up front um nice. but like you know by basically by Klarna, i guess you know yeah so they they, they hold they, the day. they make deposits um yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah but, but they want, just take a higher you, percentage you want the customer like yeah. you want the customer because then you get to market to them again and, and again, again and again. So this goes back to even if you took that dollar less on that first sale because that's the you way they wanted to, yeah, to I mean, figure out their product yeah. or pay you, now you have them. And if you're calling them or doing these other things that we're talking about, like those little things that you do compound over so time. Up, and yeah. it's the reason why you'll succeed and build a brand where the other ones are going to, they're looking for that fix of like oh a bunch of sales and i want my money right now and then they just don't last 